far beyond the call of duty in taking care of us, what can be done for you? Do you have a request we can bring to the king or to the commander of the army? She replied, nothing, I'm secure and satisfied in my family. Verse 14. There's got to be something we can do for her. But what? Gehazi said, well, she has no son and her husband is an old man. Jump to verse 16. And Elisha said to her, this time next year, you are going to be nursing an infant son. Oh, my master. Oh, holy man, she said, don't play games with me, teasing me with such fantasies. Verse 17. The woman conceived a year later, just as Elisha said, she had a son. Glory be to God. Let's celebrate God for his word. <laughs> Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. The Bible says in Philippians 2 verse 5, just adding to this story in Philippians 2 verse 5. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in who? In Christ Jesus. Far beyond the call of duty. Let this mind be in you, which was also in who? In Christ Jesus. Far beyond the call of duty. This morning we are asking ourselves a question. What could have made a woman go far beyond what is expected of her? What could make a man go far beyond what is expected of him? The Bible says, let this mindset be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. This morning, I bring you the word titled, Far Beyond the Call of Duty, The Mindset. Praise the Lord. Let's celebrate God for his word. As we pray in Jesus' name. Father, Lord in heaven, we thank you because you have called us to duty and you have come to teach us that we can do far beyond what we are doing at the moment. Holy Spirit, we ask that you teach us your word in another dimension this morning to the glory of your name. We are confident like never before that you will hear us again. Thank you because you always hear us. Holy Spirit of God, take preeminence over this meeting and the saints of the Holy One will say Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Far beyond the call of duty. And by the way, how many of us were in church on Wednesday? If you're in church on Wednesday when Pastor Steve was talking to us about the sweet conversation. One more time, let's celebrate the vessel for Wednesday. He took it to another dimension, letting us know that for all that we do, there will be a conversation, a decision to be taken about what we need to do. And that is all where we are taking and continuing from as well. Far beyond the call of duty. In Second Kings chapter 3 verse 13 that we've just read, if you go to the, the 13th verse, the senior pastor started last week by letting us know that there is a duty that we are called to do and we can go far beyond that call of duty as we have said, as we have learned in, in previous weeks when we learned about how God is certain to give us the reward of life. And then we went to read the story of the Shunammite woman. As the Bible, as the story lets us know, the scripture says, And Elisha will always pass in the city. And the woman said to herself, What can be done to make the man of God to be more comfortable? In verse 13, the Bible says, And through Gehazi, 
Elisha said, you have done far beyond the call of what? The call of duty. Has God called anyone to any duty in this place? Has God called you to any duty? Now, one of the things we think is when we talk about the call of duty, we are talking about necessarily being a worker in the house of God or doing things in the house of God. Not necessarily so. For every work you do, it's a call to duty. That's why the scripture says, for whatever your hand will find to do, you should do it what? Do it with all your heart as unto what? Unto the Lord and not unto... Is your hand doing something at all? Whether it be work, whether it be anything, whatever our hands find to do, that is the call that we are called to. And the Bible says, and the woman said to herself, let me invite the man of God into my own house. And the story went ahead that the moment she invited the man, that itself would have been enough for any man or any woman or been enough even for Elisha himself. But the Bible says, and she said to herself, is there anything else that I can do? You know, if you do what the woman did, at some point we will say, we have tried. Is that, is that, is that the story? And that itself would have been enough. And so the man of God passes. Every time he passes, I give him a room to stay. I give him food to drink, to, food to eat, water to drink. I provide everything for him. And that itself would have been enough. But the Bible says, and she said to her husband, I perceive this man is a man of God. Can we do more than we are doing? The scripture tells us in 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse 4 to 5, speaking about a man called Solomon. The scripture says he got to a point where he had to do his duty call as a king. And that duty call was to make sacrifice to the Lord God. As a king, if he had given hundred bulls for a sacrifice, I bet you it would have been enough. If he had done two hundred sacrifices, it would have still been enough. As a king, if he had done five hundred, it would still have been what? Enough. If you have done one hundred, we've done two hundred, we've done three hundred. The reality, what we are doing now is enough. And some of us have done even more. The king said to us to himself, I will not do 300, 400. The Bible says, and he sacrificed in one day, 1,000 bond offering to the Lord. In verse 4, he said, now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. And Solomon offered how many? A thousand was bond offering on the altar. Far beyond what was expected. He offered a thousand bond offering. Never in scripture was it recorded that a single man, whether it be a king or collection of kings, will sacrifice in one day one thousand bond offering to the Lord. If we do one hundred, far enough is still okay. Two hundred is still okay, but the scripture says he did one thousand far beyond what that was ever expected. The Oshunamite woman could have stopped where she was or what she was doing, but the scripture says she did more. And in verse 5 of 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 4, chapter 3, in verse 5, the Bible says, And at Gideon, the Lord God appeared after he had made something far beyond the call of his duty. And the Bible says, And God appeared to him in, in the dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall do, what? Give to you. Did he make a prayer for that? Did he make a prayer for that? 
And God said to himself, I've seen a man that have gone far beyond his call of duty. And he said to him, I'm giving you an open check. Ask whatever you want and I will give it to you. I have come to the point I've realized as I was studying, I said, it's possible for us to open the hands of God without even saying a word of prayer. If like the woman of Shunammite woman, we can open the hands of God without even making a plea or a cry. We can make God stand up and do what God said he would do without even do anything but just keeping at what we are doing and doing a little bit more. I've been kind enough but I can do more. I have sacrificed enough, there is room for increase. I have done what is expected of me but you can do far beyond the call of duty. And the scripture says in all these examples, God never, they never said a prayer, but heavens were opened over them. So shall be a portion in Jesus' name. In Mark 14 verse 3, the Bible tells us a story about a woman who was about to worship and sacrifice before God. In all judgments of man, it would have been enough if she had gone to Jesus and opened the alabaster box and anointed his head with oil. She had cleaned the master's feet. She has wiped the master's feet. She has done all that is expected. If she had opened the oil and anointed the head of Jesus, wouldn't it have been enough? It would have been an expected enough and expected of what she was supposed to do. But the scripture says in verse 3, And being in Bethlehem at the, at the house of Simon the leper, as Jesus sat at the table, a woman came, having an alabaster flax of very costly oil or sprinkled, then she was broke the flax and poured everything on his head. I can pour little and Jesus will still tell me, well done. You can pour just enough and Jesus will still say, well done. But the Bible says, and something happened. She will have just poured a little, but she broke all and gave all. There must be something that is connected to these three individuals and these patriarchs of the scripture that made them to be able to go far beyond the call of duty. And this morning, we're just going to look at the three elements that makes a man to be able to do something beyond what is demanded without being asked. And then God will say, of a truth, a memorial will be written on your behalf. And so shall be a portion in Jesus' name. And so in scripture, we can see stories of men who did more than they were demanded of, more than they were asked, and more than was expected of them. Saying no prayer, asking nothing. But heaven were open over them. And we we'll look at these three things that, set, that, that connect these individuals and these men of God. That they made it a lifestyle. It wasn't about if someone was watching. Maybe if I should, maybe if I set pastor's seat very well. Pastor will notice it and pastor will bless me. No, they never looked at that. For all they did, there was something that was connecting to three of them. To all of them that made it a lifestyle for them that heaven itself was open over them. The Bible talks about a man called Mordecai. The scripture says he did something. And for all he did, it seems he had been forgotten. The same way we have done things that are far beyond the call of duty. And sometimes it may look as if we are forgotten. And the scripture said, but in one night... God caused the king to have a sleepless night. And when the books of books were opened, and the king said, what was done to a man that did something far beyond the call of duty? Like Pastor Steve said on Wednesday, a sweet conversation was opened. Have we rewarded Minister Okewo for what he did last year? 
have we rewarded this person for what he did two years ago? And they said, we did nothing. And the king said, I shall not see any sleep until the man is rewarded. Because what? He went far beyond the call of duty. What we are doing truly is enough. But heaven is telling us, there is something you can do extra that will make it a memorial. And somebody will experience the memorial in the name of Jesus. In 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 14, the scripture tells us a story about David. And it got to the point where he had to give an offering of dance to the Lord. And King David appeared to the Lord and the Bible says, And David danced before who? Before the Lord with all his what? With all his what? All his might. And David wearing a linen airport. And at the end, the wife told him, look at you, you danced before the Lord, having exposed yourself. And David said, for what I've done, in, 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 David said, he will repeat it if there is an opportunity for him to repeat. Sometimes people may tell you, you are making a fool out of yourself. You are bringing yourself low by your low, by your high esteem. But David said, what I have done is only giving God something beyond what human beings would desire. And that is a man giving far beyond the call of duty. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Three things that we're going to look at that will give us a mindset to know that we can also fall in this category. Maybe you are a minister in the house of God. Maybe you are a children's teacher. Whatever you may find yourself to do, you can do a little bit more that would raise the attention of God. In the scriptures in Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 all the way to verse 15. A man called Paul, which we respect in the, in the Christendom, began to teach the people what they can do in order to serve and to do more for God. And Paul speaking says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Let's read together. What's the one thing? Forgetting those things which are what? And doing what? So Paul was saying to the people, I forget the things that are behind. You have served God. You have done all. You have done what you are supposed to do. I know I have done that. Paul said there is a secret to opening the heavens for your sake. He says first you need to forget the accolades of yesterday. He says I forget the things that are behind and I do what? I press towards. I do what? I leave the things behind and reaching forward to those things which are what? Ahead. So Paul began to teach the people you need to forget what is behind. In the next verse, it says, I press towards the goal for the prize of the up call, upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, let's look at what he then says in verse 15. If I will ever have to leave the things behind and press forward. In verse 15, it says, therefore, let us as many as are what? Matured. Now you are here, we have taught us that the reward is a certain thing as far as God is concerned. God is assuring us that he will reward us. Paul said, let me teach you the secret. You have to leave the things behind and look at the things before you. He says, therefore, let us as many as are what? Mature. Have what? This mind, what mind? The mind to leave the 100% and know there is room to make more. And it says, and if anything you, th if anything, if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. There is a mind that Paul was talking about. If I can understand that mind, maybe what I'm doing will become easier for me. Maybe I will see room to do more than I'm doing. 
And Paul says, let this mind be in you. Philippians chapter 2 verse 4. Philippians chapter 2 verse 4 says, let each of you look out only for, not only for your own interest, but also for the interest of the others. In the next verse he said, let this mind be what? In you. So it's about the mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in who? In Christ Jesus. Whatever we are learning is based on what Jesus himself has put to bed. Jesus said, let this mind, Paul said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. As many as are matured, we need to come to the point where we know there is room for more. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Romans 12, 2, the scripture tells us in Romans 12, 2, I said, do not be conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the what? Renewing of the mind. Driver's license will renew. Passports will renew. He says, there is something else you can renew. What is it? The renewing of the mind. There is a mindset that a Shunammite woman had. There's a mindset that David had. There's a mindset that the woman had that made her break the alabaster box. By renewing of the mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. The perfect will of God. It's not about what I want but the will of God. I can do all I want but if it does not align to the will of God, maybe I may not experience the 200%. The mindset behind it. Let's look at these three as we just journey into it. The very first one you may want to write this down. is called the mindset of surrender. Or what we call ability to die to self. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 31. Now we're going to look at how it works. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 15 verse 31. Now Paul speaking says, I affirm by the boasting in you which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now Paul says I die how many times? I die how many times? I die two times. I die daily. He didn't say I die every two weeks. He said I die daily. It's a mindset. I die daily. What do you die? How do you die? He says, I die daily because he says, I die to self daily. The woman with the the alabaster box will have said to herself, this perfume can take care of me for one year. The woman, the Shunammite woman will have said, what does it take for me to build a house for an extra room for the man of God? I can use the money for something else, for myself, for the children's school fees or for anything. But the Bible says, if you need to understand or to walk in this direction, there must be a dying to self daily. Most of the things we do are based on our own gain. Someone said, if you check the prayer requests you make in one hour, 90% is based on what God will do for us. Is that correct? But Paul says, I die daily. The moment you begin to think what you will gain out of what you are doing, there is little tendency you will give more than you are doing. All this while I've been coming to church, pastor can see me that I'm coming to church. How has it helped me? Maybe I should stop. Maybe I should give a break. Maybe I should have a break. Paul says, I die how many times? Daily. In Matthew 16 verse 24, Jesus was telling us what it takes to follow him. He says, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would desire to come after me, let him do what? Deny what? Himself. 
Self-denial is very important. For a woman to break an alabaster box means she was thinking a little less of herself, but more of who? But more of God. That is why John says, I may decrease that he may increase. Turn to someone and say, we need to die to self. Turn to another person, we need to die to self. What is that thing that you desire that self is too engaged in it? When God blessed a man called Abraham in Genesis chapter 22 verse 16. At some point the Bible says, and Abraham began to love his son so dearly. It's not a bad thing for a man to love his son. But God said to himself, am I sure this man loves me more than the son? And the scripture says, and God said to him, take up your son, your only son in whom you love, says the scripture. And he said, you will sacrifice that son because that son is yourself. I need to see if Abraham would die to me alone. And he says, go and sacrifice the son. And the Bible says, and Abraham looking at God did according to what God said. And the Bible says when he did that, what he never knew was that he was doing, what he never knew that he was, he was taking up the call of duty beyond what God expected of him. And the Bible says, and when he had done that, the scripture says in verse 16, he says, and God said, because by myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing. What did he do? What did he do? He only died to himself. Because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, verse 17, the Bible says, and God began to bless Abraham again and saying, in blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply you. He never said a prayer. All he did was to show God that he can die to self. That self doesn't matter when God is in the picture. So we've come a long way to understand that the woman with the issue of blood, the woman with the alabaster box, the Shunammite woman, Abraham and even David that danced before God, it got to a point where they said to themselves, for anything that matters, I will not consider myself before God. It will be God first before all. And until we come to that point, we may not have that mindset of giving more than is expected of us. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So whatever it may be, it may be a call and it may, it may be something that the Lord has laid in your heart. There may be times of discouragement where we say to ourselves, should we continue or should we stop? I bless Pastor Yomi for a, for he said it on one of the Wednesday services where he said to himself that the Lord laid it upon his heart that every time he comes to church that he should give the security man the security meant something. So what it means is when he drives to church, I've seen him do it on one occasion. I thought it was a one-off thing. Not knowing there was a call of duty the Lord has placed in his heart. When he comes to church and he's driving back, any security man he meets, he gives them a tip. Just have a nice weekend. It's something he does and he does it perfectly. So when we talk about the call of duty, it is not being in a high position. It may be something the Lord has laid in your heart to do. And he said, was sharing with us, he said, on one occasion, he was about driving and he said, ah, all this thing I've been doing, I've been doing every day, every day, let me not do it today, if I'm correct, sir. And on one occasion, he did not do it and he went home. And the Holy Spirit will not let him rest. There is something you are doing, but what God requires is consistency and a lifestyle. And he, he could have said to himself, I've been doing it and doing it, what will God even do? I can't see the reward. Bless the name of the Lord. And so the Holy Spirit said, it may be, it may sound little to him, 
But he could have said to himself, maybe today, let me not just give them. For every 500, 1,000 he gives to that security man, to that security man, what he may not know, that the man may have sown a seed far back and the Lord is using him as a vessel to honor him. And he said he never did it that one day. And the Lord rebuked him openly. And he said, I gave you a command. It's a call to duty. What it means, it may be 500, 100. It's not a high place we are talking about. It's a call that the Lord has placed you. And he said, the Holy Spirit rebuked him. I gave you an assignment and you failed me. And the next time he said to himself, sharing with her, he said, from then on, he said to himself, I will never do this. At a blink of time, he must have said to himself, what does it even profit me doing this? Maybe I should use this 1,000 to do something else. But until he dies to self, he cannot regain again what God did. Until God allowed him again to die to self, daily, he resumed back the call that God gave him and he's going to reap the reward. Somebody bless the name of the Lord. So you see, when we talk about the call of duty, you may be in whatever you may be doing. Whatever it is that you may be doing. God is blessing you through that. You need to die. It, the moment you begin to say, if I, maybe I can use this money for something else. Your flesh is raise, raising up his head again. It's a lifestyle you must set to a point. Even if this will not happen, I will continue to do it. And that's why Esther said, if I die, I will die. There's a call of duty that God placed in her to become the queen, to deliver the children of Israel. And sometimes you may say, maybe God just sent me here to enjoy myself. 100% may not be enough. It's a call to duty. Dying to self in the Christendom is important. Jesus said, you must pick up your cross and follow me and deny self. If I add 1,000 for one month, it can do something for me. No. If it's an impression from God, die to self. The, the moment self die, the spirit of God will come our life. And that's why the woman with the Shunanite, the Shunanite woman, don't think she never felt discouraged at some point. When we read stories like this, don't think they never felt discouraged. They got to the point they knew that they have to surrender and die to self. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Number two, we must have the mindset to focus what we call blind to self. Turn to two people and say you must be blind to yourself. Hebrews 11 verse 6, we read this sometimes back. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must first believe that he is and he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In the last few weeks, we have come to the point that we know without a shadow of doubt that the Lord will reward us. But in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2, he now said, he says, looking unto who? Jesus. The beginning, the author and the what? The finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the what? The finisher of the faith. If you have faith now, there's no guarantee you will have faith till the end. The moment you begin to think it's your faith, then your faith will die. He says, looking unto Jesus, the faith we have is the faith we have in self. 
There are times where you are believing God for something. The moment the signal or the indications look as if it's not going to happen, the faith dies. And the moment somebody gives you another good news again, the faith comes up again. No. He says, looking unto Jesus, the beginning and the end of our words of the faith. And he says, let this mind be in you. The woman with the Shunammite woman never at any point served God or pleased Elisha thinking that he would reward him. He was doing it because it was a call to that duty. After Sunday's service, the senior pastor was saying something which I caught, which we are going to share this morning. He said, what the woman did, she made a bed for Elisha. A room for Elisha and set a bed for Elisha. And if you were on, if we were here, if you were here on Wednesday when Pastor Steve was ministering, Pastor Steve drew, drew us to a direction to remind us that that son that the woman had, do you know the son died at some point? Do you know that son died? The son that Elisha prophesied that he will have, that same son died. If all she was working for was for a son, God would have tested her again. And God was indeed testing her like he tested who? Abraham. Whatever you do, you are asking God because you need it. At some point, God will question, does he like that job more than he loves me? If he likes the job more than he loves me, it means he's not yet dead to self. You are asking for a wife or a husband. Now you have the spouse. Do you love your spouse more than you ever loved me? And God, and, and the, in the event of time, the Bible says, and the son died. And the Bible says, and the woman picked up the son that was dead. And the room that she went was not the son's room. The Bible says she opened the room in which the Elisha always stayed. And she laid the boy on the, on the bed. What if she had not prepared any bed for the man of God? What if there was no room for the man of God before now? Where would she run to? Maybe you have enough room of your service. Your, your room may be a three inch bed, four inch bed. But when the problem comes, what if the problem is a 50 inch bed, inch, 50 inch problem? Where will we put it? And that's why it's important. And the woman placed the son on the bed of Elisha. And the story went ahead. The scripture says, and then she told her husband, give me a camel, give me, a, give me the, the, the servant. I need to go after the man of God. And the man said, what, is there any problem? He said, no, there is no problem. And the Bible says, let's go to 2 Kings chapter 40 verse 20. In 2 Kings 40 verse 20, dying blind to self, the Bible says, and when he had taken him, he brought him to his mother, which is the son. He sat on her knees until noon and the child died. In verse 21, the Bible says, verse 21, and she went up and laid the boy on the bed of who? The man who prepared the bed. If there was no bed that she prepared out of her kindness, would she have this instead? And the Bible says, and she laid it on the bed of the man of God, shut the door, and then went out. In verse 26, the scripture then tells us that she journeyed to meet the man of God. And what the enemy does sometimes is trying to take away our focus of what we are consistently doing. I have served God. I have I've been, I've been perfect in my call to duty. But the enemy comes and allows a certain thing to happen in my life. What he's doing is trying to take your eyes off the faith of God. If I can take my eyes off 
of what God is doing to the problem, the enemy is satisfied. And that is why when Peter was walking towards Jesus on the water, and the Bible says the moment he took his eyes off Jesus, what happened? He began to sing. To sink. And the scripture says in verse 26, and when and, and, and Elisha said to Grazi, go and meet the woman. And then verse 26 says, please run now to meet her and say to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And what was her response? And she answered what? It, is, it, is, it would have been natural if she had looked up in the situation and said, it is not well. But this is a woman with them. This is a woman that understands that I have to be blind to what I see and stay focused. The enemy is bringing what you are facing, not because he wants to bring you down just like that. He wants to take you away from being thankful to God. He wants to take us away from being worshippers in the presence of God. He wants to divert us from being kind to whatever we are doing. Your kindness can be can can he he can take away our attention from being kind. He wants to take attention away from being prayerful. So the moment he brings an issue, what we do usually is to say, is God still alive? And the moment we question God, we begin to do what? We begin to lessen what we do in the call of our duty. If I'm focused on my issue, I will serve God less. If I'm focused on what is around me, I will serve God less. And what the enemy is doing, let's make them pray less. They are too thankful. Anytime they come, they are praising God. Let's give them a reason not to thank God. They are too joyful. Let's give them a reason not to be joyful. They are too prayerful. Let's give them a reason not to be prayerful. Maybe if we take their attention away, they will focus on their problem and they will sink like John, like John sank. Like Peter rather sank. And so, in the call to duty, we must understand that there is a mind said to focus on God alone. He is the beginning and the finisher of our what? Of our faith. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So in Egypt, when God delivered the children of Israel, the Bible says, and they began to journey to the Canaan land. And for all they did, one thing was certain. Their mind, they, they were out of Egypt, but their mind were never out of Egypt. For everything they said to themselves, maybe if we return to Egypt, it will be better. Maybe if we return to whatever we are doing, it will be better. I have been serving God. I have been kind. I have been doing this. Maybe if I save all this kindness to something else, I will be better off. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. And number three, what we call the mindset of dependency. Strength in weakness. And I want to thank God for this year because this is the year where we expected to be totally dependent on God. The mindset to be totally dependent on God. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 29. The Bible says in Isaiah 40 verse 29, it says, God gives power to what? To the weak. And to those who have no what might, he gives what he increases strength. God gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. I love this scripture. One of my favorite scriptures, Second Corinthians chapter three, verse five, is one of my favorite scriptures. He says, "Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of 
anything of being from ourselves. You know, one of the biggest mistakes we do when we come to God is assuming the place of strength. Before God, there is no strong man. He says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves. Even when I am blessed, not that I am sufficient of myself. Even when I don't have, not that I am sufficient of myself to think of anything as being from myself. But he says, but our sufficiency is from who? But our sufficiency is from God. The woman with the alabaster box had enough, but she never thought that she had enough. She didn't think of herself having enough. She gave all. She broke the flax for Christ. Not that she think of herself of anything, but her sufficiency is from who? Is from God. And sometimes in the place when King King David was dancing before God and the Bible says and he danced with all his might not that he could have thought to himself I am king and I was reading a book sometimes he said the moment you come before God and you do not lay down your crown before God there can be only one king you may be king in your own sphere you're king in your community but before God there can be only one word one king not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of ourselves as being sufficient, but our sufficiency is from who? Is from God. It's a mindset that we must have. That heaven will release itself to us. We must come to the point where we think ourselves not having enough, but allowing God to run through us. Not that I count myself of being sufficient of anything, but my sufficiency is from what? Is from God. John saying that I may decrease, but that he may what? He may increase. The moment we begin to think of ourselves, maybe I'm good enough, don't worry, I'm good, I don't have any, I don't have need of anything. Not that we are sufficient of anything, but our sufficiency is from who? Is from God. If you need to give more, you don't really need to think of your strength. And the reason why we take away ourselves from giving or doing whatever God has called us to be is because we look at our strength in whatever we do. I don't have the ability to give. I don't have the ability to be kind. I cannot love for long, so I cannot help people in church. Not that you think of yourself of being sufficient. There are things I want to do, but I cannot. No, not that you are sufficient. What you can bring can never be enough for God. And that's why a man like Solomon would give a thousand sacrifices in one day. He never looked at his own sufficiency. The moment you look, I cannot give 1,000 bulls. I, maybe I can give 10, but maybe next year. No, we don't count ourselves as sufficient for anything. But our sufficiency is from who? Is from God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, as we begin to bring to its close. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, the Bible says... 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9. Paul speaking says, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for who? For you. For my strength is made perfect in what? In weakness. The moment you come with the mindset that you, are, you can do it by yourself, you will miss God out of anything. He says, my strength is made perfect in what? In weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities, rather boast in my calamities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Not that we count ourselves of being sufficient of anything, but we've come to the point where we say, it can only be God that will help us in this matter. 
And that is why the wood, the Shunammite woman can do all she wanted to do. By her strength, she knew she can't bring up a child. The Bible says her husband was old. And by her strength, she cannot do anything. If she had looked at her strength, let me just do it. Maybe God will strengthen me. No, she came to the point where she still did what God expected of her. Far beyond the call of that duty. And the Bible says, and the Lord strengthened the weak husband. The same way the Bible says, and the Lord gave Sarah strength to conceive. If you can say to the Lord, I am weak in this matter. I have faith, but it's not enough. I've been working in church, but I cannot continue. Help me in the place of my weakness. I've been kind, but my kindness is overstretched. Help me in the place of my weakness. I've been praying, but I can't pray more. Help me in the place of my... Whatever we find ourselves to do, we must assume the place of weakness that the strength of God may be revealed. My grace is sufficient unto you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Three mindsets that these human beings have. That the Bible said, and the Lord opened an open check for David, for Solomon. The Bible says, and the Lord blessed Abraham because he gave his only begotten son. Whatever it is that I am doing, you are doing. There is room for more that heaven may be opened over us. And that shall be our portion in Jesus name. Amen. Lastly, we go back to Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 as we bring this to a close. You may rise to your feet as we end the sermon at this point. Philippians 2 verse 5, going back to the beginning. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in who? In Christ Jesus. What is the mind that we are talking about? What's the first mindset? The mindset to what? To surrender, to die to self. The mindset to stay focused on God, irrespective of what the enemy brings, to thwart us, to let us feel as if we are not doing enough. The Bible says, let this mind be in you. Set your mind on God, the author and the finisher of our faith. The mindset to be totally dependent on God. Assume the place of weakness that God may find preeminence in what we do. The Lord bless his word for us in Jesus' name. Let's take a song that has been in my heart all through. You reign, you ancient Zion's king. Kadosh, Kadosh. You are mighty. You are mighty on your throne. Everybody say, you reign, you ancient Zion's king. Everybody say You At this point we're going to take that song one more time Sing it as if you are coming to this of surrender where you are saying to God, I, you reign, nothing else matters in this case. He's the God over all and is a king over all. Let's just take that song one more time with that mindset of surrender.
oh Lord in heaven we thank you because you have called us to come far beyond our call of duty and we ask that you will help our mind to understand that we need to die to self to be able to give more than is expected of us as you've called us to be kind to people as you've called us to love as you've called us to the place of ministry as you've called us to walk in our workplace we pray that you grant us the grace to call and move far beyond our call of duty and as many that have given all we pray that heavens will be opened over them as you did to abraham as you did to solomon to david to the shunammite woman we pray that heaven will release reward far beyond we expected in the mighty name of jesus let someone in this meeting die to self again that the glory of God will find itself in him. Let someone in this meeting surrender all in the place of weakness that he may find strength in you, O God. Let someone in this place be blind to every discouragement that he may focus on the faith of the living God. And knowing that you are the rewarder of them that diligently seek you, our reward shall come in the name of Jesus. I say our reward shall come in the name of Jesus. Our reward shall come in the name of Jesus. Celebrate God for his work and for all his kindness. Just celebrate this God. The name of the Lord be praised. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you.